This is the Joy in Christ Church podcast, and you are currently listening to our series on the book of Revelation. For the word, here is Pastor Sonny Saviano. Umaga. Gandang umaga muli sa inyo, mga kapatid, na sa umagang ito ay uh, nakatunghay upang uh, uh, antabayanan ang mensahe uh, ng ating Panginoon sa umagang ito. Naway patuloy kayong datnan na malakas, malusog, nasa mabuting kalagayan ng mensahe ito ng ating Panginoon. And I also thank God sa, dahil kaysa kayo sa pananalangin, kaya naman tinugon niya ang ating uh, mga dalangin at ang uh, resulta, ang aking kapatid, uh, actually siya uh, uh, ikalawa sa bunso na nagtatrabaho bilang isang frontliner din doon sa dating ang pangalan ay Polymedic, uh, yung Victor Potenciano uh, Hospital na sa ngayon, siya ay uh, pinalabas na at uh, uh, he's now on his road to recovery. Saya so, uh, patuloy po natin ipanalangin para sa ganon ay uh, mapagaling na siya ng ating Panginoon ng lubusan at siya makabalik muli sa hospital na kanyang pinaglilingkuran at makatulong upang uh, uh, assist niya yung kanyang mga kapwa frontliners at mas ma- Uh, sila yung magamit ng Panginoon bilang kanyang mga kamay to touch all of these people who are uh, being sick dahil nga dito sa pag, uh, pananalasa nitong COVID-19. Okay, so magang ito ay ating ipagpapatuloy ang ating uh, pagtatalakay sa Book of Revelation. It is a series of discussion. So sige po, tayo po'y agad nang tumungo sa ating uh, pagtatalakay uh, at ipagpapatuloy po natin yung Uh, uh, seven Bowl Judgment at ito yung mismong pamagat na ng ating pagtatalakay. At ito po ay kukunin natin sa uh, ang teksto uh, sa Revelation chapter 16 verse 1 to 21. So agad na po tayong tumungo dito sa particular Bible text for us to start the discussion. Okay. So kung kayo po ay uh, uh, may mga Bible uh, 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 mga Biblia na nasa inyong uh, tabi Then, buksan na po natin sa particular na Bible text nito sa Kabanatang Labing Anim ng Aklat ng Pahayag. Okay, so verse 1. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple telling the seven angels, Go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth, and harmful and painful sores came upon the people who bore the mark of the beast, and worship its image. The second angel poured out his bowl into the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse, and every living thing died that was in the sea. The third angel poured out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel in charge of the water say, Just are you, O Holy One, who is and who was, for you brought this judgment. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. And I heard the altar saying, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and it was allowed to scorch people with fire. They were scorched by the fierce heat, and they cursed the name of God who had power over these plagues. They did not repent and give him glory. Verse 10, The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, 
and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in anguish and cursed the God of heaven for their pain and sores. They did not repent of their deeds. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs. For they are demonic spirits performing signs, who go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for battle on the great day of God the Almighty. Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and seen exposed. And they assembled them at the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a great earthquake, such as there had never been since man was on the earth. So great was that earthquake. Okay, the great city was split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And God remembered Babylon the great, to make her drain the cup of the wine of the fury of his wrath. Verse 20, And every island fled away, and no mountains were to be found. And great hailstones, about 100 pounds each, fell from heaven on people, and they cursed God for the plague of the hail, because the plague was so severe. Let's come before the Lord in prayer. Panginoon, patuloy po kaming dumudulog sa inyo. Patuloy na unang humihingi po ng kapatawaran sa lahat ng aming mga kasalanan. Sa gayon, walang magiging balakit upang hadlangan, Panginoon, ang pangangaral na ito na magmumula sa iyong banal na Espiritu Santo. Lord, continue to anoint, O God, your servant. As you use me, O God, as your vessel, an empty vessel, Panginoon, upang iparating ang makapangyarihan mong salita sa iyong mga anak. Panginoon, let your name be glorified as I preach your word. Ito pong aming dalangin sa pangalan ng aming Panginoong Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. So last Sunday, tinalakay po ni Pastor Kevin ang chapter 15 and 16 ng book of Revelation. So chapter 15 introduces chapter 16 that covers the pouring out of the seven bowl judgments of which Napakinggan natin ang overview nito. Okay? But today, by God's grace, we will then go into details ng buong chapter 16. So, mga kapatid, please bear with me. Okay? Paano nga ba tayo nakarating dito? No? Anong nilalaman ng bahaging ito in general? Okay? Kailangan nating malaman ang wika nga ay bird's eye view ng bahaging ito. So, let me start first with a bigger picture. We know that the book of Revelation is the last book of the Bible, and it tells us how the world will come to an end, or how the world will go on forever, literally as a paradise. Okay, actually, yun talagang ipinapakita ng book of Revelation from one perspective. Now, the book of Revelation is divided into two basic parts based on Revelation chapter 1 verse 19. Na ang sinasabi, write therefore, okay, nandyan po yan sa ating text, uh, Revelation 1.19, ayan po. Write therefore the things that you have seen, those that are, okay, and those that are to take place 
after this. Kaya pwede nating hatiin ang, bu ang buong aklat ng Revelation sa dalawang bahagi, okay? Una, yung part 1, the things that are. Yun ang nakalagay dyan, no? The things that are. Ito yung mga pangyayaring kasalakuyang nagaganap noong panahong isinulat ni Apostle John ang aklat na ito. At ang bahaging ito ay binubuo ng chapter 1 to chapter 3 ng book of Revelation. In chapter 1, we have the vision of John about the glorious Christ. Then chapters 2 and 3 contains the written messages of Jesus Christ to the seven churches in Asia Minor that were in, in existence during that time. Okay. He ordered to address their particular spiritual needs. Yung iba sa kanilang mga iglesia, rebuke ang natanggap nila sa ating Panginoon. Yung iba naman, encouragement mula sa ating Panginoong Isokristo. At yung iba naman, a combination of the two. Ano yon Rebuke at encouragement. So yan ang makikita natin sa chapter 2 at chapter 3. Now when we go to part 2, okay, part 2, this section is about those that are, you know, those that are to take place after this. So in other words, this section describes the things that will happen in the future regarding or surrounding the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Kaya yung mga pangyayaring pumapaloob o pumapalibot sa muling pagbabalik ng ating Panginoong Kristo. And this part is composed of chapter 4 uh, hanggang sa chapter 22 na yon. Okay? So yun yung ikalawang bahagi. So let us look at more details about this part 2. In chapter 4 and 5, will bring us to God's throne in heaven bago tayo dumako doon sa mga series of judgment na kung saan dito talaga matutunghayan ang karamihang nilalaman ng book of Revelation. Subalit bago pa talakayin ang mga bagay na ito, ay ibinaling muna tayo ni Apostle John sa kalangitan. This is in chapter 4 and 5. In chapter 4, first we see God described in Oh, inspiring terms, seated on his throne, surrounded by four majestic living creatures and 24 elders who are described as continually giving praises and glory to our God. Yan ang unang makikita natin sa chapter 4. Okay? When we move on to chapter 5, our attention is directed to the seven sealed scroll at the right hand of God and the great announcement. That only one person who is qualified to open the seven seal scroll, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ. Sino ka mga bang ating Panginoong Isokristo? He is the Lamb of God who died for our sins and who rose again from the dead. So when the Lord Jesus takes the scroll from the hand of God the Father, All creatures in heaven, including the four living creatures, the 24 elders, the innumerable angels, and all the creatures in the universe, worship Him. Okay, yun ang nangyari. So very monumental itong event na ito. Pagkakuha ng Panginoong Yesus ng scroll, kasunod agad ang response ng lahat ng nilikha sa buong sansinukob. Sa langit, sa lupa, anong ginawa nila? Sinamba nila ang ating Panginoong Isus. Sabi nila, Worthy are you! Worthy are you! And so many words of adoration. Now, what is so special about that scroll? 
okay? At saka yung pagkuha ng Panginoong Yesu Kristo doon sa scroll, no? Ano ang anong ano bang special sa bagay na yon, yung pagkuha ng ating Panginoon sa kamay ng Diyos Ama? Well, in the scroll is written, unang-una, it is written God's sovereign plan and purpose to take the world okay, from the hands of his enemies and re-establish his status as its rightful owner. Okay. Yan ang highlight sa pagbibigay ng scroll ng Diyos Ama sa Diyos Anak. Ipinapakita niya do doon yung plano ng ating Panginoong Diyos kung paano niya babawiin mula sa kamay ng Diablo at sa mga kamay ng kanyang mga kaaway ang mundong ito na ating ginagalawan. At muli, anong gagawin ng Panginoong Diyos Ama? Iluluklok niya ang kanyang anak na si Jesus bilang pinuno o bilang hari ng mga hari as a sovereign ruler of this universe. Okay? That is the plan and that is the purpose. This is what will happen when God's plan reaches its goal. Ito ang magiging sigaw, mga kapatid, ng mga heavenly beings according to Revelation 11 verse 15. Yan po ang magiging sigaw nila. Okay. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of His Christ and He shall reign forever and ever. Yan ang isisigaw nila. Pansinin nyo, nasa 11 pa lang yan, verse 15. Ay wala pa halos sa kalahatian o nasa kalahatian pa lang ng chapter. And, pero isinisigaw na nila ang tagumpay. Actually, that is a proleptic statement. Mamaya ipapaliwanag ko po ang ibig sabihin ng proleptic. Okay, that's why they will utter when the plan of God, okay, <clears throat> written in the scroll is being fulfilled. Yan po ang kanilang isisigaw. Yan ang kanilang ipagsisigawan. And so when Jesus takes the scroll from the hand of God, it means that He will now open the scroll and implement the plan that is written in it in order to take back the universe okay, and correct all what is that is wrong in it. Lahat ng mga mali, itatama niya. Yun ang ibig sabihin nun. He will rule it correctly and transform it to His liking sa kanyang kagustuhan. Yan ang mangyayari. So pagkakuha ng Panginoong Yesus sa scroll at pagbukas nito, lahat ng nakasulat doon, anong gagawin? Isa sa katuparan niya. No? I-implement niya. And then mangyayari, ang lahat na kaaway niya ay magagapi at muli niyang babaguhin ang universe na ito. Okay? Ayon sa kanyang kagustuhan. This is why we believe that everything that is recorded in the book of Revelation from chapter 6 up to 22 is what is written in that scroll. Because in these chapters, we see how Jesus will take possession of this universe and make all things right. Yun po ang gagawin niya. Yan ang makikita natin dito sa scroll. Now, after this momentous scene in heaven, Jesus begin to break the seals one by one. Okay. And every time a seal is broken, a part of God's plan is being implemented. So, tingnan natin. Ano ba mangyayari? Let's start off with the seven seal judgment. In chapter 6, na kung saan nagsis, nagsimula itong pagsira ng mga selyong ito, we see Jesus Christ opening the seals by Himself. Mga kapatid, hindi anghel ang nagbukas. Si Jesus Christ mismo. Okay? On every time a seal is broken, judgment is being 
release. We read of false peace. That is when the white horse is released. Ano pang makikita natin? There is warfare. Okay. Next, we see famine. Next, we see pestilence that brings death to one-fourth of the world's population. When the pip seal is broken, we find prayers of vengeance. Okay. Kanino yun galing sa mga souls, sa mga martyrs na nandoon sa altar. And when the sixth seal is broken, we find cosmic disturbances. Yung mga heavenlies ay maaapektuhan. And then, there will be a great fear and panic upon the people of the world. Yan ang matutunghayan natin in the breaking of the six seals. Now, when it comes to the breaking of the seventh seal, this is separated from the sixth seal. No? Kaya nga pansin ninyo na yung pagsira ng unang anim na selyo ay nasa chapter 6. Samantalang, yung pagsira ng ikapitong, ikapitong selyo ay nasa chapter 8 na. Okay? And the result, when the seventh seal is broken, is different from the result of the breaking of the six seals. When a seven seal is broken, it releases not just one judgment, but it releases series of judgment called the trumpet judgment. No, sa dulo, no, magre-release ng series of judgment. Yun nga yung trumpet judgment. Pito yun. Okay. Kaya yan, yan ngayon ang mga susunod na mga judgment. So let us know, let us now turn to that portion. Ano ngayon ang makikita natin dito sa trumpet judgment? Tulad ng pagsira sa anim na selyo, ang unang anim na trumpet judgment described separately from the last trumpet. The description of the first six trumpet judgment are in chapter 8 and 9. <coughs> Samantalang yung ikapitong trumpet judgment, nasa chapter 11. Napansin nyo. Halos dalawang chapter ang pagitan. Nakahiwalay na naman. Again, something similar to the breaking of the seven seal judgment happens here when the seven trumpet is blown. It releases not just one plague, but also a series of plagues called the seven bound judgment. Okay. Siguro naman, napansin nyo na na merong pattern, no? May pattern dito sa pag-release ng judgment. Yung una, na the seven seal judgment, yung anim na selyo muna ang sisirain. Pagkatapos, isusunod ang pagsira ng ikpatong selyo. No? Where it releases seven trumpet judgment. Again, uunahin muna ang tipa ng anim na trompeta na may katumbas na pagbuhos ng plagues. Tapos, isusunod ang pag-ihip ng ikapitong trompeta where it releases the seven bowl judgment. That's the pattern that we can see here. Okay? Now, this set of final judgment, which are the bold judgment and the most severe judgment. Itong pinakamatindi. And by this judgment, the wrath of God is finished. So yan, na, dyan na natin nakita yung big picture in a sense. Kaya nga, kaya tayo nakarating sa puntong ito sa releasing of the seven bowl judgment. Okay, today we're going to look at three important subjects in this last place. Namely, first, the nature of the plague, secondly, the commission of the seven bound angels, and thirdly, the description of the seven bound judgment. Okay, so simulan na natin. Yan o, three important subjects about the last plagues. The nature of the last plagues. Before we go to our passage in Revelation chapter 16, let me first give to you the general nature of these last plagues by looking at the plagues of Egypt. Actually, napasadahan na ito ni Pastor Kevin last Sunday. Before the exodus of the Israelites, during the time of Moses, some of these last plagues are similar to the plagues of Egypt. 
In both plagues na makikita natin sa Revelation 16 at sa Exodus, we read of water turning into blood. Okay? Ano pa mangyayari doon? May boils, may hail, may darkness. And so, understanding the nature of the plagues in Egypt will give us an insight about the nature of the last plague. Here are the three general characteristics of the last plagues in Revelation 16. Okay? Meron pang three characteristics. Okay. Okay na. Unang-unang karakteristik niya is first, the last plagues are both literal and supernatural. Okay? Both literal and supernatural. Yan po ang sinasabi dyan, no? <clears throat> Just like the plagues of Egypt. Yan ang makikita natin sa Exodus. There is no other explanation for these occurrences oh, no. but the hand of God. Okay? Kumbaga, ang kumikilos dito talagang kamay ng Diyos. Itong mga mangyayaring mga kalamidad, yung mga plagues, pagkilos ng Diyos, lahat yan. So by the way, when the, when the book of Revelation talk about plagues, so, nagkaroon ng konting uh, technical difficulty, tuloy na po natin. First, okay, ito uh, ituloy natin yung characteristics of the first, of the last plagues. No? Una, just like the plagues of Egypt, the last plagues are both literal and supernatural. So yun ang makikita natin sa Exodus, no? Yun ang nakita natin. There is no other explanation for these occurrences but the hand of God. Kamay ng Diyos ang kumikilos, no? Itong mga mangyayaring mga kalamidad, yung mga plagues, pagkilos ng Diyos lahat 'yan. By the way, when the book of Revelation talk about plagues, okay? It does not mean some kind of sickness that has broken out and then affecting hundreds, thousands, or millions of people. Katulad ng COVID-19 na ito, itong pandemic na ito. That's not the only thing that is being referred to when we talk about plagues. Calamities are also plagues. When you talk of earthquake, when you talk of hail, the book of Revelation call these things plagues. No, even... Wars are also called plagues. The droughts are plagues. So, tandaan natin yun pag sinabing last plagues. Now, there's no other explanation required. It is not because of the climate change. It is not because of human beings that has something to do with these things. Kaya nagkaroon ng mga kalamidad. Hindi po yun. No? It's all because of the hand of God directly. The hand of God, especially when we come here to the book of Revelation in chapter 16. That's what we see in Exodus. Yun naman talaga, no? pagkilos lahat yun ng ating Panginoon. For example, look at what happened in the first plague in Egypt, where water turned into blood. That is in Exodus chapter 7 verse 14 to 25. In Exodus chapter 7 verse 19, we find there that there that not only did the water turn into the rivers, the rivers, but also the ponds in even in Besa. Kumbaga ito yung mga uh, ano, yung mga nagmistulang dugo, no? It turns into blood. Ang sabi nga dito, even water in vessels of wood and vessels of stone had turned into blood. You may be able to say, well, that's understandable if rivers will become blood-like. Pero kung hindi lamang yung nasa ilog at dagat ang naging dugo, 
kundi pati na rin yung itinatago mong tubig doon sa timba na nasa loob ng bahay mo. Abay, supernatural nga yun. No? <laughs> supernatural talaga ang pangyayaring yun. That's why in Exodus 7.19, ayun na pala. Okay? And the Lord said to Moses, ayan po, Say to Aaron, Take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over their rivers, their canals, and their ponds, and all their pools of water, so that they may become blood. And there shall be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, even in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. Ayan po, maliwanag na sinasabi. So ang mga nasabing lalagyan ng tubig, mga kapatid, ay hindi na po konektado sa main body of water sa labas. Ang mga ito ay nasa loob na ng bahay. Eh yun, pati yun, mga nasa timba, naging dugo. So these are supernatural plagues that only the sovereign God can do. Okay? Sinundan pa ito ng plague sa pagsulpot ng sangkatutak ng mga palaka sa Exodus chapter 8 verse 8. Tanging sa tahanan ng mga Egyptians lang sumalakay at hindi sa tahanan ng mga Israelita. Sinundan pa yon ang ibang mga plagues tulad ng pagsalakay ng mga nuts or lice, no? Ng mga flies, livestock pestilence, unhealable boils, hail, locusts, darkness, and the killings of the firstborn children. Lahat ng mga nasabing plagues, ang apektado lang, uulitin ko, ay ang mga Egyptians at hindi naapektuhan ang mga Israelita. Again, These plagues are literal and supernatural works of the hand of God. In the same way, ang mga nasabing plagues ay similar sa mangyayari sa Revelation chapter 16 and other succeeding chapters na ang apektado lang ay mga unbelievers na namarkahan ng Antikristo. This is the first characteristics of the last plagues. Okay, second. Second characteristics, the last plagues will most likely to be directed only to believers. Okay? Yan ang sinasabi dyan. This has been mentioned already, sinabi ko na po yan, kung paano ang plagues of Egypt sa Exodus ay directed to the Egyptians, gayon din naman. Itong last plague sa Revelation 16 will be directed to the unbelievers, which are the enemies of God's people, the enemies of God. Revelation 14.9-10, sabi dyan, And another angel, a third, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Okay, so there are two kinds of judgment mentioned here. Ano yun? These are temporal, ayan po, temporal and eternal. Yung temporal judgment, these are the plagues, no? Na sasalakay, na talagang parurusahan ng mga unbelievers. And ito pa ang matindi. Ang eternal, of course, eternal judgment, at yan ay ang pagkabulid sa apoy ng imperno, the lake of fire in hell. Okay. So yan po ang tinutukoy dyan. Mga unbelievers lang, mga kapatid, ang itatapon dyan, no? But the believers, of course, they won't be there. 
Now, here is another support. Look at the bold judgment in Revelation chapter 16, verse 2. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth, and harmful and painful sores came upon the people who bore the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. In other words, if you are a believer, you do not have the mark of the beast. So, so ano mangyayari? You will be protected from the plague. Tanging ang mga namarkahan lang ng Antikristo ang siyang sasalakayin ng mga plagues. Okay, look at the third angel in Revelation chapter 16, verse 4 to 6. The third angel poured out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel in charge of the water say, Just are you, O Holy One, who is and who was. For you brought these judgments. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. Okay? Here you find the reasons for the third plague from this angel. Anuraw. Anuraw. Bakit ginawa raw yan ng Panginoon? It was because this is God's vengeance upon His enemies. Ito, ba ang sabi ng ating Panginoon, vengeance is mine, sayeth the Lord. At ito niya sinakatuparan ang kanyang sinasabing niyan. Okay. In Revelation chapter 18 verse 8 to 9, 16, 8 to 9, ito pa. No? <clears throat> the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and it was allowed to scorch people with fire. They were scorched by the fierce heat, and they cursed the name of God who had the power over these plagues. They did not repent and give him glory. So that means, itong pagbuhos ng bowl mula sa fourth angel, this is directed toward unbelievers because the effect, ano ba sabi yan? No? Ano ba effect? They cursed the name of God and they did not repent. Yan ang sinabi po dyan. Okay. In Revelation 16, 10 to 11, ayan po sa screen, the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in anguish and cursed the God of heaven for their pain and sores. They did not repent of their deeds. Ibig sabihin, nakadirekta talaga ang sa mga unbelievers ang mga plagues na ito. Okay, again, in Revelations chapter 16 verse 12 to 14. Tignan natin kung saan talaga mga nakadirekta yung mga plagues na ito. Okay, so the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet three unclean spirits like frogs for they are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for battle on the great day of god the almighty you see they did not go to the believers but to the unbelievers it's the subject of the Antichrist who will go to Armageddon to assemble his armies in order to fight the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so these plagues are directed, ulitin ko, to the unbelievers. Hindi ito para sa mga mananampalataya, sa mga hindi mananampalataya sa ating Panginoon. Sila ang target. Probably, most of the believers are already dead. <laughs> okay? Because according to Revelation chapter 6, to the man, no? God has to wait for those who were destined to be martyred that they should die first 
before the outpouring of His wrath. Okay? Remember in Revelation 6, 10 to 11, in the opening of the pip seal, Apostle John saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witnesses they had borne. No? Ang sabi dyan, no? They cried out. Ito yung mga martyrs, no? Ito yung mga martyrs, mga nandun sa altar. They cried out with a loud voice. Sabi nila, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. At ano ang naging response ng ating Panginoon? Ayan din ang response. Okay? Then, they were is given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete who were to be killed as they, they themselves had been. So in other words, God is not going to pour out His vengeance upon His enemies until the number of martyrs, martyrs predestined to die have died. So hinihintay pa ang mga believers, no? Hindi pa kumpleto kaya hindi pa niya ibubuhos ang kanyang puot. So the number of believers predestined to be martyred are killed. Hindi ibubuhos ng Panginoong Diyos ang kanyang puot hanggat hindi nakukompleto ang bilang ng mga mananampalatayang mamamatay. In Revelation chapter 11, we have two witnesses who were already taken into heaven. Apparently, in Revelation chapter 14, the 144,000 Jewish evangelists were already taken in heaven. So, nandun na sila. Okay? The only believers who will be alive during this time will be the Jewish believers who are protected for the last three and a half years of the tribulation period. Remember, our study in Revelation 12, 13 to 14, that speaks about them. You will remember that Israel is described being the woman who is pursued by the dragon. Sempre ang dragon dun si Satan. No? At ano ang ginawa ng Panginoong Diyos? He placed wings of an eagle upon the woman, referring to Israel. Okay? And I believe that the wings of an eagle refers to the supernatural protection of the Lord and they were brought to the wilderness in order to be protected. Okay, Revelation 12, 13 to 14. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman. Okay? He pursued the woman who had given birth to a male child. That's referring to Jesus. But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and times and half a time, which refer to three, three and a half years. So for the rest of three and a half years, this particular group of people, these are the Israelites who are in Jerusalem. They are going to be to be protected by the Lord. So these are the believers who will be there. There may be other gentle believers hiding in some places, but hindi na sila ganung karami. Okay? Ganun din na sila ganun karami. And I so I believe that just like the Israelites in Goshen in the book of Exodus during the time of Moses, as they were protected in the Old Testament, I believe these Israelite believers who will be alive during the time of bowel judgment are also going to be protected from the plagues. That's why the second nature of these 
that is the second nature of these final plagues. So these plagues are directed only to the unbelievers. Okay, ikatlo, no? the third characteristics of the last plagues. Yan. The last plagues will not cause God's enemies to repent. No? <clears throat> yan po yan. What do we read in Exodus, uh, in the book of Exodus? Ano ba yung natatandaan natin, na mababasa natin, no? No? Nine times in the book of Exodus that Pharaoh either hardened his heart or he was hardened. We read that in Exodus 7 and many other passages. And in Exodus 9, 34-35, ayan po. Ano ba mababasa natin dyan? But when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had ceased, he sinned yet again and hardened his heart. He and his servants, so the heart of Pharaoh was hardened. And he did not let the people of Israel go, just as the Lord had spoken to Moses. So, anong ibig sabihin yan, mga kapatid? So, the ten plagues in Egypt, Egypt did not produce repentance, especially upon Pharaoh. He continued to pursue Israel. That caused the destruction of the Egyptian armies when they attempted to cross the Red Sea in pursuing these as Israelites. And this is also what will happen to the unbelievers during the outpouring of the last plagues. Anong ginawa nila? They also did not repent. Hindi rin sila nagsisi. Revelation 69, ayun po sa bandang ibaba. It says, They were scorched by the fierce heat, and they cursed the name of God, who had power over these plagues. They did not repent, and give Him glory. Revelation 16:11, And cursed the God of heaven for their pain and sores. They did not repent of their deeds. Okay, kasunod ng Revelation 16.21 And great hailstones, about 100 pounds each, fell from the heaven on people. And they cursed God for the plague of the hail because the plague was so severe. Okay, so hindi sila nagsisi. Instead, they cursed the God of heaven. And so, that is the general nature of this last plague. Uulitin ko mga kapatid. Just like the last plagues of Egypt, no, no, the last plagues will be literal and supernatural. Ikalawa, they will be directed only to unbelievers at itong pangatlo, they will not cause God's enemies to repent. Okay, second important subject about the last plague. Okay, the commission of the seven bowl angels. Now, let us go back to our passage in Revelation 6, 16 verse 1. Okay, sabi dyan, Then I heard a loud voice from the temple, Telling the seven angels, go and pour out the earth, the seven bowls of the wrath of God. So the loud voice that, that John heard in this particular event probably refers to the voice of God. Because according to Revelation chapter 15 verse 8, ayan po sa screen, and the sanctuary, okay, <clears throat> And the sanctuary was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from His power. And no one could enter the sanctuary until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. Kaya hanggat hindi natatapos ang pagbuhos ng puot ng Diyos sa pumagitan ng seven bowls na yan, walang makakapasok sa loob ng trono ng Panginoong Diyos. Now the adjective loud is interesting. It comes from the, from the Greek word megas. Kapag narinig mo yung salitang mega, 
agad-agad na idea na naiisip mo ay uh, ang synonyms niya na big or great, no? Tulad ng mega, mega star, megaphone, no? And this word mega in Greek was mentioned 11 times in chapter 16, more than any in any other chapters in New Testament, no? Mas marami siyang binanggit dito sa chapter na ito. That is the reason why some commentators called Revelation chapter 6, 16 as the great chapter. Yun ang tawag nila. The great word megas is also translated in different English words in this chapter. It is translated loud, great, severe, fierce. So it describes great places like the great river Euphrates, the great city, Babylon the Great. So it describes great tools of judgment like fears, like heat, fierce heat, no? great earthquake, great hailstone, severe plagues, and it describes our great God with his loud voice and the great day of God Almighty. Now the seven angels were already ready, handa na sila, na ibuhos ang laman ng pitong mangkok, but they did not take action until until they were told to go and pour. Well, kung walang utos, hindi nila yung gagawin. Kailangang iutos muna sa kanila. Nang iutos na sa kanila, ah, wala nang paligwi-ligwi pa. Sunod ka agad. So that's the commission of the seven bound angels. Okay, now let's go to the third important subjects about the last plagues. Okay? Ito yung description of the seven bound judgment. Okay. Now, let's go to the first bowel judgment in Revelation 16, verse 2. By the way, every bowel judgment, you will notice there is always an action and a result. Okay? Katulad niyang action sa first bowel in Revelation 16, verse 2. Sabi dyan, okay? So, the first angel went and poured out his bowel. Okay, notice the destination. Saan ang destination niyan? On the earth. At ano ang naging result, no? Pero ipapaliwanag ko muna ano bang ibig sabihin ng earth. The word earth here, in the, in the specific sense, is used to denote the land that distinguishes it from the other aspect of nature like the sea, the rivers, the air, and the sun as represented in other ball judgments. Not the earth in the sense of the world, but the earth in the sense that is different from the waters, the rivers, the air, the sun. So that is the action of the first angel. No? He pours the content of the bowl on earth and then ano ang naging resulta. Okay? Sa verse 2, ang sabi dyan, an harmful and painful source came upon the people. So again, we are reminded of the six Egyptian plagues of which source in the form of boils broke out on people and beasts throughout the land. Diba yan ang nangyari sa Egypt noon? Now the word rendered sore is used in the New Testament only here in Revelation 16 and also in the open source of Lazarus. Naalala nyo? Sa chapter 16 verse 21. Remember yung mga sugat sa katawan ni Lazarus na most probably liquid ooze. No? From the source, that's why this source, ano bang ginawa? Kumbaga, para itong nanay, nagnanaknak. Ano ginawa doon no? sa Bible, sa uh, New Testament, sa, sa <coughs> libro ni Lucas? Pinadilaan niya sa aso. No? That's why they were leaked by dogs. The word harmful and the word 
painful, okay, describe to us the intensity, no? The intensity of the plague, that the boils or the sores were particularly so, so, so severe. So the kind of sores here are indeed harmful, painful, and even fatal enough para patahin ka. So ganun katindi, ganun kasakit. Magkakaroon ka ng pigsa at ng mga sugat mula ulo hanggang kalampakan na napakakirot. Ang problema, paano ka nahihiga? Paano ka uupo? Paano ka tatayo kung buong katawan mo punong-puno ng pigsa at mga sugat? Mga kapatid, ganyan ang mararanasan ng mga taong ng mga tao, ng mga unbelievers, sa sandaling ibuhos na ng first angel ang kunang bound judgment. So sino-sino mga tao ang tatamaan ng harmful and painful source na ito? Still in verse 2, sabi dyan, Those who bore the mark of the beast and worship its image, yun lamang mga taong nagpatatak ng mark of the beast at mga sasamba sa antikristo ang tatamaan ng harmful at painful source na ito. Okay, second bold judgment, ayan po. Okay, ano yung action? Revelation 16.3, verse 3. The second angel pulled out his bowl. Saan? Notice again the destination into the sea. Ano magiging resulta? No? Sabi dyan. Okay, first result, the sea became like the blood of a corpse. So the substance pulled out by the angel turned the seas into something like blood of a dead man. Yan ang ibig sabihin ay corpse, bangkay. So, ang dugo ng taong nasaksak ay namumuo at nagmimistula itong parang gel. Ang resulta, siyempre, magiging malagkit ang dagat. Parang gulaman na susulidipay. And just imagine, the whole sea okay, will become like the blood of a corpse. So, pag ganito ang magaganap sa buong karagatan, abay may kasunod pang mangyayari. Ayan, ang kasunod na mangyayaro. And every living thing, second result, every living thing died that was in the sea. Take note, sabi every living thing. Ibig sabihin, hindi lang mga isda, kundi pati na rin mga pating, mga balyena, mga turtles, aquatic plants, sea urchins, corals, all living things in the sea are all going to die. Pag namatay ng lahat ang mga lamang dagat sa karagatang naging dugo ng patay na tao, ano mangyayari? Tsak nalilikha ito ng napakamasangsang na amoy na aalingasaw sa buong mundo. So, ganun katindi. Alalahanin natin na halos 70% ang nasasakupan ng karagatan sa buong mundo. Maging ang mga sasakyang pandagat, hindi na rin makakausad, okay? Kasi nga malagkit na tilagulaman ang buong karagatan. Ano pa mangyayari? Babara lang sa propeller ng mga barko ang mga bangkay ng mga patay na balyena, ng mga pating na nakakalat sa ibabaw ng dagat na tilagulaman. Napakahirap makasama sa ganyang kalagayan. So it's really hard to imagine, mga kapatid. Okay, let's go to the third bowel judgment. Third bowel judgment. Okay, anong action sa verse 4? The third angel poured out his bowel. Okay, notice again the destination. Into the rivers and springs of water. Sabi dyan, no? At ano ang naging resulta? And they became blood. So this is a little different from the second bowel. You see, the second Egyptian plague affected only the rivers in Egypt. But this third bowl will affect all rivers. It will turn the springs of water into blood. It will affect the sources of fresh water. Yung bowl number two, 
karagatan lang mga kapatid ang apektado. Okay lang. Anyway, hindi naman talaga naiinom ang tubig dagat. No? Pero dito sa bowl number 3, apektado na yung pinagmumulan ng tubig na inumin. No? Lahat ng sources ng fresh water, mistulang dugo na rin. So wala na talagang pagkukunan ng inumin ng tao at this very moment, no? itong mga event na ito. Ang sabi ni John MacArthur, sabi niya, Now we've, we've got a little bit of an idea of what it's like not to have water. No water anywhere. No water to wash the oozing source. No water to quench thirst. The whole scene is absolutely unthinkable. It is so unthinkable that we just stop and say, wait a minute. How can a God of compassion and a God of mercy and a God of grace do this? It doesn't seem fair. What happens? No? And so, mga kapatid, to the defense, no? To the defense of God, an angel speaks. Okay? An angel speaks. Ayan. Revelation 16 verse 5 says, ayan po, And I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, Mga kapatid, gusto ko munang ipaliwanag. Sino ba tong angel na ito? Siyempre, ito yung anghel na nagbuhos ng laman ng bowl sa fresh water. Marahil sa puntong ito, mga kapatid, Pawang mga pang-aalipusta na sa pangalan ng Diyos ang bukam bibig ng mga tao dahil hirap na hirap na sila sa kanilang nararanasan bunga ng mga sunod-sunod na paghatol na ipinapataw sa kanila. Subalit bilang depensa ng anghel laban sa mga pang-aalipusta ng mga taong ito against God, ito ang pahayag ng anghel. Just are you, O Holy One! who is and who was, for you brought these judgments. No? Therefore, during this time of the pouring out of this bowl judgment, no one can complain. No one can say, Lord, you're not fair. Lord, you're not just. No one can say that. No? Oh, may bigyan ng ating Diyos. Subalit makatarungan din siya at hindi niya palalampasin ang kasalanang walang katapat na kabayaran. Kaya naman, ang pahayag ng anghel, Just are you, O Holy One, who is and who was, for you broke this judgment. Now you might say, no, pwede nating sabihin, these unbelievers might not have the opportunity to repent. Wala silang, hindi sila nabigyan ng pagkakataong magsisi. No! May pagkakataon sila. They had every opportunity. Remember, this is the tribulation period. And during this period, mga kapatid, they already have previous plagues. Take note, this is now the last plagues. Remember, prior to this last plagues, they have the seal judgment, then the trumpet judgment. Now, this is already the last plagues, which is the bowel judgment. And every time judgment came, all of those who remained alive were being given an opportunity to repent. But also don't forget that during the tribulation period, there are people who are going to be saved. Why? Because God has commissioned the 144,000 Jewish evangelists who will be sharing the gospel. There are two faithful and powerful witnesses. There will be their, there will be their believing neighbors who have received Jesus and they will also be sharing the gospel. 
But still, majority of the people in this world will not repent. Yun ang nakalulungkot. Despite all of these things, despite all of the people sharing the gospel, despite all of these calamities, still they will not repent. They deserve to be punished not only because they were given opportunities and yet they rejected, but also because they murdered and mercilessly killed the Christians and killed the preachers of that period. Pinatay ng Antikristo ang two powerful witnesses. Kaisa itong mga unbelievers. They killed the evangelists. They killed the saints. They killed the prophets. Yun ang kanilang mga ginawa. At ayon sa Revelation 16 verse 8, ito pala. For they have shed the blood, okay? For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. Yun ang ginawa nila. Kaya dapat lang nilang pagbayaran. Dahil dyan, sabi ng anghel, okay, sabi ng anghel, now is the time for God's retribution. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a life for a life. Like there has never been as well. So God, as God of vengeance, will now pour His wrath upon these people. Okay? Now what happens next? No, ano nangyari? The altar responded. Ayan po sa Revelation 16 verse 7, and I heard, sabi dyan, the altar saying, Yes, Lord God Almighty. Okay? True and just are your judgment. The altar may refer to the voices of the souls of the praying martyrs beneath the altar, or maybe it refers to the ministering angels surrounding the heavenly altar. So these voices from the altar, anong ginagawa nila? They agree with the, three, with the third bound angel. Tila sila sabi nila, oh tama lang, Panginoon, ang ginawa ninyo, no? Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgment. Sinasabi nila, tama lahat, Panginoong Diyos, ang mga parusang ito. Okay, now let's go to the fourth, fourth ball judgment. Ano ang naging action dyan? Verse 8 says, oh, The fourth angel poured out his bowl, okay, notice again the destination, on the sun. Okay? Still, ano ang naging result? And it was allowed to scorch people with fire. They were scorched by the fierce heat. Okay, may sinabi dyan si John MacArthur. Okay. Ayan, ang sabi ni John MacArthur, okay, the sun normally provides light, warm, and energy. Now, it will become a deadly killer. Maybe God, in a millisecond or less, will destroy all the protective ozone which shields us from the deadly ultraviolet rays radiated off the surface. The blooded ocean and blooded fresh water will begin to boil. No water to drink and heat like humanity has never experienced, mga kapatid. Yan ang mangyayari. And then what will happen? The sun will scorch men with fire. This is intended only for unbelievers or the followers of the Antichrist. Maaaring sabihin natin, kung ako ang nasa kalagayan nila, aba magsisisi na ako at manunumbalik na sa Diyos. Pero yun nga ba talaga nangyari? Hindi pa rin. Oh, ayan, sa Revelation 16 verse 9, ano ginawa nila? Anong ganti nila? And they curse the name of God who had power over these plagues. 
they did not repent and give him glory. No? You know what's interesting, mga kapatid? First of all, they did not repent. Secondly, they knew who was doing all this. Alam nila na ang mga parusang ito ay galing mismo sa Diyos. Pero hindi rin pa rin sila nagsisi. Sa alip, ano ginawa nila? Nilapastangan pa nila ang pangalan ng Panginoong Diyos. So, ganun katigas ang kanilang puso. Ganun katindi ang loyalty rin nila sa Antikristo at kay Satan. Okay, let's come now to the fifth bowl judgment. Okay, panlima. Okay, ano ang action na sinasabi dyan? Okay, sa verse 10 ng Revelation 16, Okay, the fifth angel poured out his bowl, look at the destination again, on the throne of the beast. No? This is not referring specifically to the chair where the Antichrist is seated. But, saan yan? Ang pinatutungkulan yan? To the dominion of the Antichrist because, look at the result. Ano ba resulta dyan? Its throne or his kingdom, no? Okay, was plunged into darkness. Yan ang sabi dyan. So the whole kingdom of the Antichrist was plunged into darkness. Ang buong kahariang nasasakupan ng Antikristo, ang buong empire ay binalot ng karimlan. Ganito rin mismo, mga kapatid, hindi ba, ang nangyari sa Egypto? Na marahil kahit anong sindi nila, namamatay yung apoy. Hindi sila makapagsindi ng, ng ano para sa kanilang liwanag. Yun ang nangyayari. Binalot ng karimlan ang buong nasasakupan ng Antikristo. Now, how did the people react when total darkness occurred? Sabi dyan, no? Uh, ano sabi dyan? <clears throat> people nod their tongues in anguish. Okay? People nod their tongues in anguish. Kinagat nila ang kanilang mga dila. Pero why are they doing that? Ito ang sabi ni John MacArthur. Ayan, no? Sometimes, when you are having pain that is so severe, you hurt yourself somewhere else so that you can redirect your attention para may divert ang iyong attention. Doon mapunta sa, sa, kung, sa ang parte ng katawan kakagatin mo. Halimbawa sa dila, ay doon na pupunta yung sakit. Hindi mo na mapapansin yung sakit sa ibang mga bahagi ng iyong katawan. Okay? And so, they literally bite chewing on their own tongues to distract themselves from the other agony. Pero bakit? No, bakit kaya? Remember, as I mentioned earlier, all of these plagues come one after the other so quickly and consecutively. Hindi pa nga natatapos gumaling yung kanilang mga painful sores, yung kanilang mga pigsat, mga sugat. May kasunod agad na pa, pamumuo ng tilagyan at mabahong karagatan. Dahil sa mga patay na lamang dagat, wala sila tuloy makain. Tapos sinundan pa ulit ng mga press water na pinagmumulan ng inumin. Ano nangyari? Naging dugo? Eh di, ano nangyari? <clears throat> wala silang mainom. Sinundan pa ng nakakapasong sinag ng araw. Tapos, Binalot pa sila ng karimlan ang buong lugar na kinaroonan nila. Iyan ang dahilan. Kaya nila kinakagat ang kanilang mga dila sa labis na paghihirap. Pero sa palagay nyo ba, sapat na makahirapang ito para magsisi sila? Hindi pa rin. Kasi nga, ang sabi sa verse 11, no? And they cursed the God of heaven for their pain and source. So still, they did not repent of their deeds. Okay. Punta na po tayo sa six bowl judgment. 
Okay, ano ang action na sinasabi dyan? The sixth angel pulled out his bowl. Okay, tignan natin. Notice again the destination. On the great river Euphrates. Oh, yan ang sinasabi dyan. At anong naging resulta? And its water was dried up. Okay, so anong nangyari dyan? Of course, by an act of God, in preparation for the rulers from the east to move their troops into Palestine for the battle of Armageddon. Tinuyo ng Panginoong Diyos ang ilog Yopretis upang magsilbing daan para sa mga tropa ng Antikristo na mga unbelievers upang ipunin sila at makipagdigma laban sa ating Panginoong Heso Kristo doon sa lugar na tinatawag na Armageddon. In addition to that, Another result of this bowl judgment was the coming out of the three unclean spirit like frogs from the mouth of Satan, from the mouth of the Antichrist, and from the mouth of the false prophet in order to perform, perform signs and wonders and convince the kings of the whole world to assemble and join them for the battle to the place Armageddon. Mag-iipon-ipon sila doon. So, kukumbinsihin ang mga hari, ang mga namimiluno para sumama sa kanila. Okay, now, let's come now to the last bowl judgment, the seventh bowl judgment. But before looking at this passage in great detail, let us first discuss some observations. Unang observation, no? This passage from Revelation chapter 16 verse 17 to 21 does not describe all of the events that will happen in connection with the seventh bowel judgment, no? May makikita tayong great earthquakes, hails falling upon the people, pero hindi pa ito kasama lahat ng mga plagues, lahat ng mga judgment na may kinalaman o konektado sa seventh bowel judgment. You will notice that after the plague of hailstones, there will still be people who are left alive to curse God. Ibig sabihin, hindi pa tapos ang kwento. Okay? The destruction of all people in the battle of Armageddon are not yet found in our text. You will only read about that in Revelation chapter 19, verse 17 to 21. The judgment of the false prophet and the Antichrist will also not found in our text. You will also read about that in chapter 19. What will happen to Satan is also not found in our text. We will read about Satan's binding and being confined tempor temporarily in the bottomless pit sa chapter 20 pa yun. You will also see that even after the millennium, rebellion will still occur. And God will still judge Satan and unbelievers. So these events are not found in our text. We will read about this in Revelation chapter 20 verse 9 to 10. And then we will still see the great white throne judgment in Revelation chapter 20 verse 11 to 15. Okay? So this will be the final, final judgment. Now, all of those judgments or plagues are still part of the seven bowl judgment. So I believe that only after that final judgment in the great white throne, where all sinners are thrown to hell with the seven bowl judgment, really be completed. Doon lamang magtatapos yung seven bowl kapag naitapon na sa apoy ng imperno ang mga hindi mananampalataya. So yung pagtapon kay Satan, 
at ng mga unbelievers sa hell, ah, dito palang makukumpleto ang seventh bow judgment. That is the first observation. Ikalawa, second observation, the statement it is done is proleptic. Okay? Ito isang technical term. Yung proleptic, mga kapatid, ay isang technical term na ginagamit ng mga Bible teachers and it means the Bible is trying to represent a future event as if it is presently existing or being accomplished. Pag mayroong gustong i-describe ang Biblia na mangyayari pa in the future, pero gusto niyang ipahiwatig na nang ngayon na nangyari, ang term doon ay proleptic. Pag sinabi mong patay kang bata ka sa isang bilanggo na meron ng life sentence, may life sentence na, that is an example of a proleptic statement. Kasi uh, sa kasulukuyan, yung taong pinagsabihan mo, kung tutusin, buhay pa naman at mangyayari pa yung sinasabi mong kamatayan niya in the future. In the same way, yung statement ng seven angels sa Revelation 16 verse 17 na it is done is also a proleptic statement na mangyayari pa in the future. And yet, it is stated here as if the said event has already happened. So this is because sure na sure talaga na magaganap ang lahat ng ito kasi sinabi ng Panginoon. Pero kailan nga ba talaga magaganap ang lahat ng mga pangyayari ito? Nasa Revelation 21 ang sagot. Masusumpungan natin ang parehong statement na it is done. Okay, ayan po. Revelation 21 verse 5 to 6 says, And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Sino nagsabi niyan? Ang Panginoong Yesu Cristo. Okay? Ito ang talagang it is done. Sabi Revelation 21, mismo ang ating Panginoong Yesus na ang nagsabi. Kaya yung statement uh, it is done sa Revelation 16 again, proleptic yun. Parang nangyari na, pero sa future pa magaganap. Yan ang second observation. Okay, third and final observation. One of the seven bold angels continues to speak even in Revelation 21 verse 9. No? Ito ay napaka-importanting obserbasyon. Akala natin, matapos, matapos ibuhos ng seventh angel, yung ikapitong baul, doon na natatapos ang lahat ng kanilang mga tungkulin. Pero lumalabas, hindi pa pala. Surprisingly, yung isa pang pitong mga angels, no, ay meron pa rin ginagawa. Okay? Ayan ay nasa Revelation 21 verse 9. Okay. Nandiyan pa yan? Ayan, ayan po. Then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me. Ayan o, diniscribe yung angel o. The angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues spoke to me. May ginagawa pa. Saying, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. Akala natin tapos na ang tungkulin ng mga bowl angels sa chapter 16. 
Pero, again, hindi pa pala. At meron pa nga siyang ginagawa sa Revelation chapter 12 at 21 verse 9. So, it is very important to recognize this event because it shows that the judgment connected to the seventh bound continued to take effect until the establishment of the new heavens and the new earth. So, the seventh bound judgment is connected to the great white throne judgment. So, nangangahulugan na ang Revelation chapter, uh, itong tinatalakay natin na seventh bound, ang nasasakupan nito, okay, chapter 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. No? Yun ang lumalabas. Yan ang sakop ng seventh bound judgment. Uulitin ko yung tatlong observation. First, this passage from Revelation 16:17 to 21 does not describe all of the events that will happen in connection with the seven bound judgment. Ikalawa, the statement in our text it is done is proleptic. This event will still about to happen in the future. At pangatlo, one of the seven angels continues to speak even the final chapter of Revelation. Okay. Let's now go back to our text sa Revelation 16, 17 to 21 naman. Tatlong bagay ang ating makikita rito, okay? An action sa verse 17, sabi dyan, okay? The seventh angel poured out his bowl, sa, pansinin nyo na naman yung destination, into the air, no? Into the air. <coughs> so the content of the seventh bowl was poured out by the angel into the air. Pero bakit kaya sa air, no? Because the air in the atmosphere is where all people breathe, no? Hangin ang kailangan natin para makahinga at mabuhay. It means that this bowl thrown into the air has wider impact than those angels who put out the content of the bowls in the earth, into the sea, the fresh water, and even into the sun. Kaya't ang seventh bowl na ito will affect all unbelievers globally at the same time. Oh, so yan ang aksyon. Second, merong tinatawag na announcement. Ayan. Second, okay, my announcement. No? The pouring out of the bowl is accompanied by a loud voice that came out from the throne. And this loud voice refers to the voice of God. Naalala nyo yung ating Uh, binasa kanina, ayan po sa 15 verse 8, sabi dyan, And the sanctuary was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from His power, and no one could enter the sanctuary until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. So, ang nasa loob lang ng trono ay ang Diyos Ama at Diyos Anak. Kaya tinig lang nila ang malamang na pwedeng panggalingan ng tinig. Tinig. And most probably, to God the Father. Bakit? Because no one is allowed to enter the sanctuary until the seven plagues have been pulled out. Now the voice is described as being loud. So this indicates that the voice came with power, with authority, with majesty. May kapangyarihan ang pinagmula ng tingin. So the loud voice announced it is done. As I mentioned in the observation, This is a proleptic statement that speaks of the future event as if it were already happened or accomplished. Thirdly, ano ang resulta? No? Ano nga ba ang naging resulta? 
ng pagbuhos ng laman ng ikapitong bowl sa hangin. The pouring out of the content of the seven bowl into the air brings several results. Una, disturbances in the sky. Verse 18 ang sabi dyan, And there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder. As an earlier occasions in connection with the seventh member of the judgment series, elements as a storm occur. Di ba nung pinag-aralan natin about the seven seal at seven trumpets, may mga elements din ng storm ang makikita natin sa mga ito. Look at Revelation chapter 8 verse 5. When the seven seal was introduced, it says, ano sabi dyan? Okay? Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it to the earth, and there were peals of thunder, and rumblings, and flashes of lightning, and earthquake. So these peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, are all connected to the seven seal, seven trumpet, and seven bowl judgment. Connectado lahat yun. However, although meron ding hailstone, and earthquake sa seven seal, at seven trumpet, pero kumbaga sa pagkain, panghimagas lang sila. Subalit sa seventh bowl, ang earthquake at hailstones na ito ay main minuna ng plague. Ito na, no? laman sila, bahagi sila ng plague. At least we see the similarity where the elements of a storm can be found in either of the three seven plagues. Now, what does these peals of thunder, rumblings, and flashes of lightning represent? Ano ba ibig sabihin nito? These are signs of God's wrath and anger. Ipinapakita dito ang tinde ng puot ng Panginoong Diyos. Isaiah 29 verse 6, ayan po. You will be visited by the Lord of hosts with thunder and with earthquake and with great noise, with whirlwind and tempest and the flame of the devouring fire. So these elements of the storm show the fury that comes out of the throne of God. No? Another result. Another result. Okay, number two. Disturbances on the earth. Ayan po. No? Disturbances on the earth. First, we find a great earthquake. Verse 18 says, ayan po, no? And a great earthquake such as there had never been since man was on the earth so great was that earthquake. Marahil, lahat naman tayo'y nakaranas na ng paglindol, mga kapatid. Pero ang lindol na tinutukoy dito ay higit na malakas kung ihahalintulad sa lahat ng mga lindol sa nakaraan. Maging sa inaabangan nating big one, wala yan. Lahat ng mga pagsamasamahin mo na ang lakas nila. <laughs> Kasi sabi rito, no, this earthquake had been prophesied already in the Old Testament. Ayan po, sa Isaiah 13 verse 10. Therefore, I will make the heavens tremble and the earth will be shaken out. Pansin niyo, earth will be shaken out of its place and the wrath of the Lord of hosts in the day of his fierce anger. So this is an unprecedented and far greater than any other earthquakes ever experienced in the past. There will be one great earthquake connected to the seventh bowl that the earth will be shaken out, no? shaken out of its place. And this will happen in the day of the Lord's wrath and fierce anger. Okay, now, what is now the effects of this earthquake? Effects of the earthquake. No? 
Okay, verse 19. The great city, sabi dyan, sino tinutukoy dyan? It is referring to Babylon. Okay, yung great city na yan, yan yung Babylon. Was split into three parts. Revelation 18.10 verse says, They will stand far off in fear of her torment and say, Alas, alas, you great city, you mighty city, Babylon, for in a single hour, your judgment has come. What is Babylon here in the book of Revelation? Babylon, mga kapatid, no? Ang Babylon, it is the capital city of the Antichrist Empire. Babylon ang pinakasentro ng whole empire ng kaharihan ng Antikristo. Itong lungsod ng Babylon ang tinitukoy ng mga hati sa tatlo sa pamamagitan ng Great Earthquake. Okay, ikalawa. The Great Earthquake will also affect the major population centers of the world. No? No, yan ang tinutukoy dyan. So these cities will be damaged greatly with so much devastation. So lahat ng mga lungsod sa buong mundo ay mawawasak ng lindol. Magiging ground zero ito. Wala ni isang building o structure na nakatayo. After describing the initial effect of Babylon and other cities, Apostle John said that there will still be more. Sabi niya, there's more. No, kay Apostle John pala galing yun. There is more plagues to follow because he says in verse 19, no, may sinabi pa siya sa verse 19. And the seed, oh, yan ba yun? Okay, verse 19, Pastor Kevin. And God remember, ayan, ayan, and God remembered Babylon the Great to make her drain the cup of the wine of the fury of his wrath, sabi niya. Apostle John, ibig sabihin sa kabila ng devastations na ito, hindi pa, pa rin tapos ang Panginoong Diyos sa kanyang puot. Itong nangyari sa pagkahati sa tatlong bahagi ng Babylon at iba pang mga lungsod, simula pa lang yan. No? May mas matindi pang kasunod na parusa. Kaya nga sinabi dito that God will make Babylon drain the cup of the wine of the fury of his wrath. Dito igagante ng Panginoong Diyos ang mga mananampalatayang pinatay ng Antikristo at ng mga kampun nitong unbelievers. <laughs> iba, iba, iba. Kaya talaga iba yung sinabi ng Panginoon. No? Anong sabihin niya? Vengeance is mine. Grabe. Then Apostle John resumes the effect of the great earthquake in verse 20. No? Ayan, sinabi niya dyan. And every island fled away and no mountains were to be found so the words speak of these words speak of topographical changes ibig sabihin mababago talaga ang itsura ng mundong ito dahil lahat ng mga isla lahat ng mga bundok ay guguho at maglalaho kaya wala ka talagang mapagtataguan ang mga unbelievers wala nang mapagtataguan mula sa parusa ng Diyos isipin niyo no ground zero pagkatapos wala nang isla wala nang bundok, eh uulan mamaya yung kasunod, hillstone. Saan sila magtatago? Okay. Maybe this total devastation is in preparation for the coming millennial reign of our Lord Jesus Christ, where God will bring the earth into restoration. Okay. Disturbances on the earth naman. No? Disturbances on the earth. Okay. Okay. Second, there will be a storm, sabi dyan, of great 
hailstone. Verse 21 says, And great hailstones, about 100 pounds each, fell from heaven on people. Naalala niya atin, di ba sabi ko kanina, wala nang mapagtataguan. No? Isla, bundok, gumuho, mga building, ground zero. Okay, ito ang kasunod. <laughs> no? Ano sa palagay niyo mangyayari sa tao kung mabagsakan ng hailstone o bloke ng yelo na katumbas ng bigas ng bigat ng isang sakong bigas na magmumula pa sa kalangitan. Pansin niyo yung velocity noon. Tapos yung nga ang, ang timbang niya is 50 kilos, 45 to 50 kilos. So grabbing destruction ang mangyayari, no? Para kasi gorong pinisang kamatis ng tao. So grabbing mangyayari talaga sa mga tao. So God uses hailstone to destroy his enemies just like what he did in the Old Testament nung sakluluhan niya sina Joshua no nang itaboy ni na Joshua ang Amorites ayun tinugis pa ng Panginoon yon sa pamamagitan ng hailstone at yun ang gagawin niya rito again ang lahat ng mga plagues na nabanggit ay bahagi pa lang ng seventh bowl judgment hindi pa ito ang kabuuan so despite all of the severe judgment that have been poured out here in Revelation 16, 1-21. What is now the response of the unbelievers? Verse 21 says, ayan, And they curse God for the plague of the hail, because the plague was so severe, so people still did not repent. Sabi ng iba, kapag ang unbeliever ay dinapuan na ng malak Manalang karamdaman o dumaranas na ng mabibigat na pagsubok sa kanyang buhay hindi maglalaon ay hahanapin din ng taong ito ang Diyos and eventually magsisisi sa kasalanan at tatanggapin niya ang kaligtasang kaloob ng ating Panginoong Yeso Kristo. Hindi yung totoo sa panahon ng Great Tribulation. No? Katunayan, ito nga ang naganap sa mga unbelievers na ito. Sa halip na magsisi, dahil sa mga parusang dinaranas nila, ay nagawa pang hurakan ang pangalan ng Panginoong Diyos. They curse God for the plague of hell. Hanggat hindi dumarating mga kapatid, ang tinatawag na grasya ng Diyos, ang effectual grace of God na magbubukas sa puso ng tao, wala pa rin puwang sa buhay niya ang Ibanghelyo. Again, uulitin ko, without God's effectual grace, people will still do not repent. Okay, in closing, ano ba ang pinaka-importanting lesson na matututunan natin sa passage na ito, sa ating tinalakay na ito? This will serve as a warning to unbelievers. So if you are an unbeliever, and do not receive Jesus who said it is finished, then you will be finished by God the Father who will say it is done. Alam niyo ba ibig sabihin no? It is done, no? Alala niyo yun? Nasa great white throne na yun. Okay. Natunghayan na natin kanina sa passage ang statement na it is done. And this point to the time when God the Father has completely poured out of the fury of his full wrath in judgment to all of his enemies. Okay? Ibinuos niya na. Alam na natin ang kasunod doon, di ba? Itatapon sa dagat-dagat ang apoy. But remember also, we read of a similar expression from the Lord Jesus Christ himself when he was nailed on the cross. He said, 
it is finished. Kung sinabi ng, ni God the Father na it is done sa Revelation 16 verse 17, si Jesus naman being the Son of God, when He was nailed on the cross, said, it is finished. Now, mga kapatid, that strong statement is also a judgment. It was a judgment coupled with grace for sinners. Para sa ating Panginoong Isus, no? At that point, nung si Jesus Christ ay nakapako sa krus, lahat ng galit ng Diyos Ama ay ibinuhos niya sa kanyang anak, sa kanyang bugtong na anak na si Jesus. At ang ginawa ni Jesus ng ating Panginoong Iso Kristo, He is taking the place of sinners. Okay? He is paying for their sins. Siya ang umako sa lahat ng galit ng Diyos Ama upang hindi na dapat maparusahan pa ang mga makasalanan. And so, if you do not receive Jesus who said it is finished, then you will be finished by God the Father who will say to you, it is done. So on this state, you can be sure God will throw you into the lake of fire where Satan, the Antichrist, the false prophet, and all unbelievers will be thrown to suffer for their sin against God and against mankind for all eternity. Walang katapusan pagdurusan. Remember that all of the severe plagues we discuss are all temporal judgment. Lahat ng mga yun, temporal judgment. May kasunod pa yun. Ang kasunod ay eternal judgment sa hell o lake of fire. So please, habang may pagkakataon pa, choose to accept the Lordship of Jesus Christ in your lives now before it's too late. Tayo po'y manalangin. Panginoon, maraming salamat po sa iyong mga paalala mula sa iyong banal na salita. Nawa, Panginoon, patuloy na dumating na may kapangyarihan ang mensaheng ito sa bawat mga uh, unbelievers for them to be convicted of their sins, for them, Lord, to accept you as Lord and Savior of their lives. At kami naman, na mga mana ng palataya, kaming mga lingkod mo, kaming mga anak mo, magkaroon kami tulad ng compassion na meron ka sa mga makasalanan na kami tatalima bilang mga lingkod mo habang kami may hininga, habang ang aming mga puso'y tumitibok pa for us to avail every opportunity to spread the gospel of salvation para marami pang maaning mga kaluluwa for your glory upang sa ganon Panginoon makasama namin sila sa kung saan naroon ka sa iyong kaharian sa langit. Maraming salamat po, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Purihin ang ating Thank you for listening. We hope that you find this message useful as we all together live out our lives as followers of Jesus. For more messages and other resources, you can visit our social media channels on Facebook and YouTube, or you can visit our website at joyinchristchurch.com.